Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. So true. We need to be position ourselves in that place, be able to wait, wait on the Holy Spirit that he would turn up, that he would empower us, that he would fill us again and again and again. Hey, it is it is Pentecost Sunday today, and we need to talk about that. Pentecost Sunday, there are Christians all over the planet celebrating today, and it's a really important day on the church calendar. And what it is, it's celebrating 50 days after Easter, 50 days after Jesus died on the cross. And it's the day of Pentecost is when the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is poured out on the disciples. There the disciples are, they're waiting in the upper room, and the presence, the power of God turns up. There's rushing of wind, there's tongues of fire on their heads, and they receive this crazy ability to speak in different languages and communicate with people from different countries. Absolutely awesome. And uh, usually on Pentecost Sunday, I'd want to be praying for people for a fresh impartation, fresh empowering of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we can't do that this Sunday. So I was trying to think where we would lead. And I, I want to take us in a slightly different direction because so often we're focused upon the power, the power of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural, which is attached to that. But I was thinking, what if the power of the Holy Spirit was the ability to communicate and speak in languages that people could understand, that there would be a spirit of reconciliation? See, here's a group of people from a diverse, different backgrounds, languages, countries, who suddenly hear the gospel, the message of Christ in their own language, spoken to them so they understood, so that it connects. And what I want to do is, well, first of all, I want us to take us back a little bit, or take us back quite a while, to earlier, right at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 11, there's this crazy little story about the Tower of Babel. And there the people are, and it tells us right at the beginning of that story, right up front, it says that they all spoke in one language. And there was this unity and there was this ability. And they said, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to build ourselves a tower that reaches right up into heaven. We're going to build this. And they were kind of pretty impressed with their own ability. And they managed to bake bricks together and started to build this big tower. And it was all about human endeavor and human ingenuity and this ability. And you think, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And there isn't in itself. It was probably a great idea. But God didn't see it quite that way. And he comes down and he ends up, he topples the tower. And uh, what also happens, he, he, the people are spread out across the plain. And they, they suddenly, their languages become, instead of just speaking with one language, there's a whole diversity of language which scatters them. And when I was thinking about this, you've got this situation where there's the scattering of people. And the day of Pentecost is the direct opposite of that. It's the bringing together of people with this language. And what if the gospel message, what if the day of Pentecost was more about that, 
this reconciliation, this bringing of people back together. If we read in Acts chapter, where are we? Acts chapter 2, in the book of Acts, on the, the original day of Pentecost, here they are in the upper room, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descends upon them. And it says there that there were people from every nation under heaven. Here in Jerusalem, there's a diverse crowd of people, every nation under heaven. And it says in verse 5, when they heard this sound, what sound are we talking about? It's the sound of the disciples, the apostles, speaking in these different languages. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. And the author of the book of Acts, the author Luke, who's writing at this time, he specifically names a dozen geograph geographical places, a whole lot of different places uh, at, at that time. Places, some were towns, some were urban, some were rural, some were rich, some were poor. Some were, there's different diversity of, of different places. Uh, let me read it to you, the different places which he lists. We've got Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, uh, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, uh, which is not what you're thinking, but people from Crete, and also Arabs. See, here's this diversity, this people which represented the whole planet, the whole earth, coming together, and they spoke different languages, but they understood them. I remember um, when I was a youth pastor a bunch of years ago in London, and I had the absolute privilege of being this youth pastor at this church called Kensington Temple, right in the heart of London. And at the church, there was like 120 different nationalities, people from all over the earth who came together and to do church together. It was awesome. But I remember these different stories that when people were worshipping together and sometimes singing in tongues and praying in tongues, that people sitting alongside them, people who didn't understand the language, would suddenly pick up someone next door to them who was standing next to them, speaking in their language. And the person would go, what are you saying? And, and they would say, well, I'm, I'm just praising God. I don't even really know what I'm saying. But somehow they would connect. And God's ability to speak that language. See, what happens when someone speaks your language? Which they haven't learned. See, what it does, it says, hey, God's interested in you. God knows exactly who you are. And he connects at that point. So I don't know if you've ever been, you know, overseas or find yourselves in a situation when you can't speak the language and you're trying to communicate. I remember a, a dinner once Priscilla and I had uh, out on the outskirts of Rome in this little village and in the middle of nowhere and we're trying to order food and uh, we failed miserably. Uh, my Italian, not good at all. And we ended up, uh, the, the, the waiter got absolutely frustrated with us and just ordered for us. And we ended up with dish after dish of, of seafood. And Priscilla doesn't, uh, is not particularly liking of seafood. Me, I was uh, fairly content at that point. But we have these miscommunications when we can't speak the language. See, God wants to give us the ability to speak and connect with people. And reconcile people from all the different nations. See, at that time, 
at the early at the birth of the church right at that that time what god was saying was this this christianity this new community this church which is coming alive right at this time it's not just for one set of people it's for everyone i'm bringing people together and i'm sharing i'm pouring out my spirit upon them and i think that that might just be the power of pentecost If we look at the Galileans, the people from Galilee, in Acts chapter 2, verse 7, the next verse, it says, Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? And we know that most of the disciples were from Galilee, from the Sea of Galilee. They were fishermen, they were people from that, that area. And uh, when you listen to scholars they say that the people from Galilee uh, they were kind of a little bit the people the hillbillies of the time maybe the unsophisticated uh, those people who they had a strange dialect they spoke a little bit of a strange language maybe had a little bit of an accent from where they come from the rural people if they were American yeah they would be the hillbillies uh, maybe in New Zealand uh, they'd be the people from Gore uh, no offense to people if you know people who come from Gore or come from Gore yourself, but that that's what they were considered uh, the unsophisticated. See, I can't even say it. That's how unsophisticated I am. And uh, even in the Bible, it says you know when they're talking about Jesus and talking about Nazareth, which is in Galilee, so it's kind of like, like can any good come out of there? I mean, it's a strange place for for anything to come from. But God gave these fishermen, these disciples, these apostles, the ability to speak languages which they hadn't learned so that they may communicate the love and the presence and the power of God at that time. It was inclusive. See, what I love is when the power of God comes, it's culturally inclusive. It culturally connects. It culturally understands that the people go, yes. I get that. I understand it. And people come together at that time. That's the point. See, at Babel, at the Tower of Babel, see, God scatters these people who are pretentious, who are thinking, oh man, we can just do this on our own. But at Pentecost, God reunites, reunites the people into this new community, into the church, which we have today. And it wasn't a building made out of people's hands, which people had kind of conspired to put together. Or it wasn't out of just everyone speaking the same language. But it was because of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit gave them that ability. It was a new sign. A community that is diverse, but an ability for people to understand each other. See, at Pentecost, we are reminded that we can be diverse, but we can be all of one heart, of one voice, of one coming together. It's the harmonizing. I don't know if you've been watching on YouTube or um, on Facebook lately, these, these little videos which are going around of the song called, I think it's The Blessing, and where different people, different voices are coming up. And the harmonizing together, often from all different nations. And I love it. Because I think it's just a brilliant picture of what the church should be. Different voices coming together, singing in unity, speaking the same language, and the presence and the love of God. 
See, unity doesn't mean uniformity. We're different. We come from different backgrounds. We look different. We speak different languages. We have different understandings of things. But when the Spirit of God comes, we can come together in unity. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened in the early church. They came together as the community. And they shared what they had with each other. In Acts 4.34 it says, There was no needy persons among them. See, one of the signs of the birth of the church is that they solved poverty together right at that point. They shared of what they had. I love in Galatians 3.28 says that they, this community of reconciliation where there was neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, but all are made one in and through Jesus. This is the church in action. See, the Pentecostal vision invites us just not to settle for the world as it is and what it looks like, but it causes us to dream of what could the world be like? What if people came together? See, it's Pentecost is bringing people together. And that's one of the things which I absolutely love about our little church in Glen Innes. There's a diversity of people. There's a whole lot of different people who come in. There's people from different backgrounds. There's different people from different demographics sitting together, worshipping together, raising their hands together, singing together. One of the things I've loved is that over this crisis time is people have given extra and we've been able to distribute those funds out to people in need. See, that's the church in action. That's people coming together. It's diversity. But it's also unity. It's the presence of God which causes. And what I'm believing for and what I'm loving is for an absolute outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That there would be Pentecostal fire and Pentecostal power which would run through our church. But what that would do would not um, disconnect people, but it would connect people. That the love of God would connect people. And be inclusive. There were people who would turn up and go, hey, they're speaking my language. There's a God that loves me, that cares about me, that knows me. And I believe that is a great power and that is what the church is called to. Let me just pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you that you're a great God, that you love us so much. That you sent your Holy Spirit on that original day of Pentecost. And even in this day, which we can carry, that same power can be poured out upon us. Lord, I pray for a fresh impartation. Lord, a fresh infilling of your power upon us at this time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, have a brilliant week. Hope to see you soon. God bless you.